0: As promised, we're joined right now by an NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. He is also the host of the Good Word podcast, as well as a host for Sirius XM Radio. Of course, I'm talking about Vincent Goodwill. Vince, good to have you back. What's up, man? How are you?
1: What's going on, Jim? How you doing, man?
0: Good, dude. Good. Appreciate you. So help me break down the All-Star Weekend, starting, Vince, with last night's garbage on the floor. Don't get me wrong. I got exactly what I expected, but I'll never get back those three hours. What did you make of last night's game?
1: I'll never get back my whole weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, Jim, I am, as a basketball consumer and a fan, before I'm even a media member, you know, you're, you're disappointed in the lack of care and lack of effort of the all-star product. Like, there was a time, and I'm going into the wayback machine, but I'm not that old, Jim. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that old where I can remember – games in the last decade, games two decades ago, where guys put forth some pride and some effort, not trying to hurt anybody. Jim, nobody's ever gotten seriously hurt in any All-Star game. So guys coming out and putting forth very little effort and not understanding that they're standing on the shoulders of giants who have helped build this game. It's like they're cashing in on equity and not putting – anything into it outside of social media like it's really really disappointing you saw Adam Silver he was you know Adam Silver's been the player's friend from the time that he took over and he looked like a disappointed dad yesterday well you guys scored us you guys scored all the all-star game points we could score have a good night like that's literally what he acted like so the garbage yeah it's and usually I'm a guy Jim that I will take the side of the players they are the product but they can't just have this level of free reign and lack of care without any accountability.
0: I agree, Vince. So, bottom line, I mean, what do you do to fix it, or is it irreparably broken?
1: I don't know if it's irreparably broken, Jim. Um, and I know some guys have said, have whispered, well, if they paid us a little bit more. And I'm thinking, Jim, hey, you know, and just for the 24 guys, I'm sure you can, you can average out the salaries and say, hey, you guys are making between 30 and $40 million a year. That's not enough, but let's assume that it's not. Let's let's assume that the rates for all-star bonuses do not rise commiserately with salaries. Okay, let's raise that. And then because you've opened the door because of this in-season tournament stuff, does that mean now that everything is going to become pay-per-play? I feel like that sets a bad standard, but if that's not the case, Jim, If guys aren't going to care, you can put one-on-one contests, you can put LED on the floor, you can have them go against AI robots It will not matter.
0: (laughs) Exactly. They they don't care. They do not care. But but they did care about the in-season tournament and why they got paid. There was a cash incentive. So the money does matter. Vincent Goodwill is joining us. So it seems to me if you want that thing to work or work a little bit, throw some money at it like you do everything else. You know, I thought, Vince, you wrote a really interesting call this morning on the weekend. But you also included your thoughts on LeBron. Contrary to popular belief, Vince, he is going to retire at some point. When he does retire, who does the NBA then hand the torch to?
1: Jim, I don't know. And I think it's one of those things where the John ja Morant situation last year really highlighted the lack of American-born superstars that the league can wrap its arm around. Because when you think about you know, some of the All-Star games, and you think about who really doesn't care – You're talking about the guys who've never actually watched the All-Star game growing up, that it never meant anything to them. And that's no fault of Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. They just grew up in a different ecosystem. So you can't really hand it off to them in that way if they don't take every aspect of being an ambassador of the game seriously. Maybe you hand it off to Victor Wimbenyama. Maybe he's the guy. But you know what, Jim? You know what I say? If Cooper Flagg, and I know he's a high school kid, right? If Cooper Flagg can spend a year at Duke, be the villain, come to the NBA and be the number one pick, why not?
0: It's interesting. Like, do you think a guy, I mean, it's too soon to tell, Vince, but what we're talking about, the thing about LeBron, love LeBron, hate LeBron, whatever, he does kind of transcend the whole thing, right? So would that kid elicit the sort of reaction? Does anybody elicit the sort of reaction that LeBron does, good and bad?
1: I don't know because the, the prospect of how we look at brands, and by, by brands I mean Duke, North Carolina, the college basketball system, There, even if you loved or hated it, you understood and respected that there were kids coming through the pipeline and that there was a natural progression there. There was a connective tissue between not necessarily the prep scene, but from college and the NBA that you got to understand someone's story and you got to see them develop and watch them you didn't have to love or hate them you just had to know them now because kids are coming from overtime elite and some of these other factories you don't know them they just pop up on the scene and they're important because we're telling you they're important but you have no incentive to actually care or listen to us tell you why you should care and the prospect of so many different lanes and everything else Hopefully, we'll get back to some place where there's connective tissue. But, Jim, I have real concerns about individually who are fans going to care about moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And connect, too. And connect, too, strongly. Vincent Goodwill joining us. Vince, in news from this morning, the Nets have fired Jock Vaughn. Brooklyn's 12 games under five hundred, But, Vince, only two and a half games out of the current playing spot in the East. What's your reaction to that news? And why do you think they decided to make that move right now?
1: I mean, if I'm Jock Vaughn, I'm saying, hey, y'all couldn't let me just stay in Cabo? You know what I mean? You're going going to do this on Monday morning? You couldn't (laughs) have done this on Sunday night? You couldn't just let me stay where, you know, the weather is nice? I got to bring my happy ass back to Brooklyn, New York, (laughs) where it's probably snowing right now? I'd be more pissed about that than I would be about being fired. Look at the roster that he has. You're asking him, look, they just got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. You have Ben Simmons, who we don't know what to make anything of. We have... Mikael Bridges, who's a really good player but overmatched. And there's nobody there that you can say, you know what, on a night-to-night basis, not only will you win your matchup against your guy that's on the other side, but you're going to be able to lift us up. I don't know how good or bad of a coach Jock Vaughn is, but I can say that Brooklyn Nets operation – is in disarray, and they need to find an actual direction, one that does not involve firing Steve Nash or Jock or whoever they're going to hire next, who will inevitably be fired in 18 months.
0: Hey, Vince, what about this? Do you know at this point how good or bad of a coach Doc Rivers is?
1: I think that if you believe Doc Rivers is horribly overrated, that's one thing. If you believe Doc Rivers is horribly underrated, that's another thing. I think he is... Neither side of the spectrum. I think he's a really good coach that if you give him players where he doesn't have to worry about them showing up on a night-to-night basis, he will be fine. Like you're giving him James Harden or Ben Simmons as a second option next to Joel Embiid. All three of those guys have proven to be completely unreliable. Chris Paul, from a health standpoint, completely unreliable. But when he didn't have to coach Kevin Garnett, And Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, because those dudes were self-starters, those dudes were motivated, and nine times out of ten available, he was fine. So you give him Giannis, who we know plays hard. We give him Dame, who we know is hungry. Now you're asking Doc, Doc, can you get everybody else in line? Can you get the other guys to fall in line and forge an identity here? And I don't know about you, Jim, I don't know if I fear the Boston Celtics this season in that way. I think the Eastern Conference is a little more open than we think, even though I think Boston is really, really good. I think in a seven-game playoff series, a team that can tighten
0: the screws on them might be able to get them. Oh, I agree with you. I think they're beatable. I don't think they're nearly as intimidating as they have been. Problem is I would say the same thing about Milwaukee, and I thought that <laughs> I would never say that about Milwaukee. Like I, I guess I could forgive the three and seven start. You know, maybe it's different. And more challenging than Doc thought, but it's not a good sign, right? Like, is is Doc going to settle into this, figure this thing out? They'll figure him out, then they'll get to the postseason, then what? Do we wait for them to blow a 3-1 lead, a Game 7? What's different? What's going to change?
1: Jim, you're assuming they're going to get a 3-1 lead. Right, <laughs> that's, yeah,
0: that's, right. That's, that, that, that too, that's, that's
1: fair. There. I, I think, A, when you dig into the micro of it, theres there's been a very tough schedule. They've played better defense against really good teams, which means they've shown that they can amp it up. But there's not as many good teams throughout the NBA season for you to be able to establish these habits on a night-to-night basis that you can reinforce them throughout the playoffs. My fear with them is that they're just going to keep middling around and middling around because hiring a coach and changing everything midstream That's a really difficult thing to do. Bringing a coach in from the outside, not sliding a guy 12 inches over, but bringing in a new guy and starting over from scratch with a veteran team that was already starting from scratch, that's a lot of information overload for guys. And guys may be burnt out, and it may just not be the year for them unless maybe they catch fire. But I don't see the roster that says they'll catch fire. I see a roster that says, Giannis, if you're going to take us home, Take us home. And, then if you're going to do it, do it. But I don't know if there's any other path for them, Jim, to get this done.
0: He is an NBA writer for Yahoo Sports, also the host of the Good Word podcast, as well as a host for Sirius XM Radio, coming off the All-Star weekend and closing the show for me. Vince, great job. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Hey, Jim, I'm trying to have as many jobs as you. Dude, you're there. You are well yeah. on your way, my friend. You got it. You got a lot of it. Vincent Goodwill joining us. Love it.